0: We got we got you got the Minister Will. Can I call him Minister Will? <laughs> and am just calling him Preacher Will. I thought you were serving food. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Uh, I've heard great, great things about Brother Will. Man. But I never had a chance to hear him minister, so I'm excited. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I always want to thank God for all he's in my life. I just give him all the glory and the honor. Uh, I thank him for opening doors, for uh, allowing me to share, you know, what he places in my heart, my testimony, and all the... Uh, all the glory goes to him. I just love you and I thank you. Amen. And uh, amen. I want to thank the pastor for allowing me to come tonight and just share it with you guys a, a little bit of scripture and my testimony, and we'll share amen. with you. And, uh, amen. 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 I'll try to keep it close. I thank my family and uh, uh, friends for coming out and supporting me tonight. Amen. Florida, uh, uh, Minnesota Marty, thank you for coming out. Oh uh, I told you back I said man, I'm nervous, cause you know Pastor Jeff, Jeff is uh, an awesome preacher. That's uh-huh. big shoes to fill. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. like I told Mike and my flier out there, I said I just gotta be me. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. Jeff is Jeff, and I'm Will. right? right. right. So yeah. that's, that's right. right like, like the pastor too. I've always, you know, in school, I always didn't want to get up here in front of people. I would just take my F and sit down. A lot of times I even I even did my assignment and I'm like, man, this is good. And then I didn't get up bearing, I'll take the F. <laughs> so just keep praying for me, you know, I feel feel better already just getting up here. To share tonight with you guys, and a lot of stuff that he said and talked about, and the whole week of, you know, camp meeting, it just touched my heart, and, you know, it gave confirmation to me to what, you know, I thought about talking about tonight and sharing with you guys, so I just, you know, and uh, the, uh, Jeremy Ivy that was there the first night, I never met that guy before, the, I think the first time he was here, uh, I, I was at work trying to get to see him preach, but when he prayed over me and my wife, and he spoke over me, and he said that you should be dead or in jail. I was like, man, he's reading like a book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought thank, that too. <laughs> yeah, amen. But I just thank uh, God for that campaign. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, like I said, I'm going to share my testimony. And uh, you know, the enemy's got no new tricks, right? We've right. got simple right. tricks. You know, yeah. we've been delivered from things or... God's brought us through so much stuff, uh, but it's got new, no new tricks. But uh, every time I get up here, I get, I get dry. But I know a lot of you already know my testimony of uh, beating cancer. But uh, in 2016, I, I, I found growth on my uh, left vocal cord. Uh, they said it wasn't cancer, so they cut it out. Come to find out it was cancer. So uh, 28 radiation treatments later, you know, uh, I had to do all that radiation. It was uh, five days a week, or, yeah, five days a week for 28 days straight. The weekends I got off. So every time I get up to share my testimony, or if I do a live video, my throat gets dry, and The enemy tries to attack me, and, you know, just saying, you know what he says, you know, you ain't no good, you're gonna mess up, and come on. Come gonna be, be uh, all, whatever he's saying stuff that shouldn't be saying, like, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the so, like I said, he just, he's got a new trick. So uh-huh. you got to excuse me if I get dry. I'll just take a drink of water and we'll yep. have to with Amen? That's it. <clears throat> but uh, tonight I'm going to uh, go ahead and read this scripture. If you guys would stand for reading the word, I got one scripture now, then I got a little, another one later on I'll share with you guys. But uh, this first scripture I'll be reading from Joel, and it's the second chapter, verse 1. Maybe was you able to find it? Oh, awesome! Thank you. It says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for his nigh at hand. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. That they had my mama. Uncle and All of them They sang and they traveled They traveled with Pastor Jeff Which I didn't find out until We started going to church here my mom's like, you know, we used to watch Pastor Jeff sing all the time I was like, I didn't know that I don't remember, but All the revivals, you know, three or four days a week Mom would take this My grandma, you know, but I'm thankful for uh, You know, for that, amen For that planting that seed in my life as a young man, amen and uh, you know, she was married to my dad. My dad he drank a lot. Uh his mom and dad were alcoholics. His two brothers were alcoholics. Uh, so I was uh, always thinking, you know, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna grow up being alcoholic. I don't wanna, you know, just be me. But uh I remember he back then they would take me in the bar with my mom or not my mom, my dad, my grandma, and grandpa Take us inside the bar and let us play games while they drink and they, you know we'd walk home from the bar. <clears throat> nice so, uh, sorry, lost a spot. I always try to make a little, actually a little bit easier if I make a little thing. Try to uh, mark where I'm at. but I Always mess up where I'm at. I don't get where i But as I got older, and I was starting to get old enough, you know, teenage years, I would, uh, me and my buddy would uh, still take alcohol from my dad's fridge, cigarettes, you know. Uh, like, and his brother, he would, uh, He was a little bit older, he was old enough to buy alcohol, so he would buy us alcohol, and he'd uh, you know, sneak out to, out the woods and drink, and you know, here I am still thinking, you know, this is all right now as a young kid, you know, just to try it out. You know, dad do not know about it, my buddy or whatever. Then I got older and I uh, started working in asphalt. And I had older uncles that was drank, and cousins that drank. So I would ride right with them and they would they would give me alcohol. Here I am, 19, 20 years old, going in and out of bars. Uh, they, would leave, they would let me in at 20 years old and tell somebody else to be like, hey, you see your ID. We'd always uh you know take off to show to another one, whatever. <laughs> 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 but uh, that's a bad influence on me. I'm always telling that like you need to stay away from him I'm like it's made it work. <laughs> but uh let me see where I'm at. Sorry. That's okay, that's Bless you. As I got older, you know, I started drinking more and more. Then uh, once I had my sons, you know, I slowed down a little bit, started growing up a little bit. Got a little bit better. It only be like on the weekends or you know here and there or whatever, you know parties or what whatnot. But then I uh, you know got divorced uh, and went to the battle you know with my sons trying to get my sons and all that stuff. And they ended up you know giving me custody of my boys, but that just made me even I don't know it just tore me up or whatever. I was here here are my all my young boys going through you know family to family. And always didn't want that, you know. So that made me want to drink even more. So here I am, got custody of my kids, going to uh, take them to the babysitter. And as I'm dropping them off to the babysitter, I got beer in my backseat drinking as soon as I drop them off. I go to my buddy's house to pick him up at 6 in the morning to go to work. He's walking out the door with alcohol. So our plan all day long is drinking, drink and work in asphalt 100 degrees outside. So, uh, you know, most of the time he would quit around noon or whatever, me, I just, I just kept going. But uh, as that progressed, I would drink to the point where my body wouldn't function if I didn't have it. Yeah. I would shake, I yeah. uh, would curl up in a ball like a little baby, I would lay on my mom's lap at 20, 30 years old, whatever I was. i try to remember how old I was or whatever, but I was a, I was a, I was a young man, old enough to know better. But I landed her lap and cried, and she would pray for me. And I always, you know, I'll never forget that. Right. But I would withdraw, you know, then I'd be okay. Then, uh, something would get me upset. You know, life would come at you. I'd start drinking again. You know, uh, and I'd be right back again, trying to do it again on my own, like, um, pray for me. I'm withdrawing, you know, get me through this. So, uh. I ended up losing a job over my alcohol problem. I, uh, I was at work. And me and a friend of mine, he was a friend, well, supposed to be a friend. He, uh, he left for lunch one day. And when he came back, my cooler was empty. And then he drank my beers, right? He was gone. So mm-hmm. me and him got in a fight. I ended up leaving work. Uh, my boss called, know what's going on. I told him what was going on. The next day, I go into work, and my boss, you know, sits me down. He opens up his cooler, my cooler that I left. He says, "This yours?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, was in, it was all heavy cans." So I'm like, "Yeah, it's mine." He said, "Well, we can't, we can't have this on the job. You know, if you're running heavy equipment. Uh, you can hurt somebody. You can hurt yourself." Yeah. So I lost my job. I moved back in with my mom. So here I am, trying to. Not to drink in front of her because I know she goes to church. She always praying for me. So I try to have a little respect, but once you get that alcohol in you, you didn't care about that. You didn't care about who you was, who they are or you Your know spirit, what I mean. Yeah.
1: So I uh, spirit, yeah.
0: So I got, I got to a point again where I was with y'all more and more and more and each time it just got worse. And I quit so many times on my own. I think the longest i went was 11 days by myself. Like I said, this life come at me, and I, I, just, I just started drinking more and more. <clears throat> my mom would, uh, I lost my license. My mom would give me, give me money for gas to get to work or whatever. I would, uh, she give me like 20 bucks. I'd spend five on gas, and that would go to alcohol. Yeah. yeah, Tell her, yeah, I put gas in the car, <laughs> like $5. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So go, going be- she wouldn't get to work. <laughs> That'd be a few. <laughs> <laughs> that <might> be <laughs> but I remember, uh, remember a lot of times she, would, uh, she would be she drive home from uh, if I got off on a day or whatever. I would go home. And I'd clean the house, you know, be drinking, and she's at work and I ended up passing out. And I'm supposed to go get her at a certain time here I didn't pass it out. she's ringing the phone and I'm like then I finally wake up. She's like, Man, you gotta stop doing that. And just get mad and she, she had the right to be mad at me. Here you know, I was getting straight up out of bed, hungover, going to get her from work. You not have me. You know, you need to do better. <laughs> I need to pray for you even more. <laughs> All right. But A lot of times when I drove around with her, and we would be talking, we would, uh, she'd be listening to her Christian music, and a song I can only imagine would come on. Mm-hmm. And I'd be, I'd have alcohol in my hand, and she would be driving and just jamming music, and here I am, half buzzed, this to that, I can only imagine, balling bawling my eyes out, crying <laughs> like a little baby, and she's like, Will, you just gotta surrender, you gotta give it to God, just be done with it. I'm like, Mom, I can't. <laughs> I what to but uh, she never gave up on me. She just kept praying. Amen. I'm, right. thank, I'm right. thankful for my praying mom. Amen. <laughs> but I ended up having uh, I had three UIs. Like I said, I drank on the way to work and on the way home from work. I lived in Chulcotli and drove from Chulcotli to Worthington, which is a little over an hour. I drank from the time I got up until the time we got to work. I carried a, a plastic bottle that had a toothbrush in it and a toothpaste. When I get to work, I brush my teeth real quick so nobody's smelling on me, which I know they had to, but nobody ever said anything. I would hide uh, alcohol, a cooler full of alcohol in our trailer that carried all our equipment. I'd go in there and drink during the day uh, just so I wouldn't shake. Yeah. I wouldn't get drunk, but I was. I did a few times, but like I said, I was shaking so bad I couldn't function. And uh, the days I didn't have it, I, would, I told my cousin that he got to take off the clock. I am sick. He's the only one on the crew that didn't know I was drunk. He was a foreman, but uh, I was like, "I'm hey, gonna take off the clock. I'm just too sick for work." But the other guys, they didn't stop for me, let me get it. They'd buy it for me when I didn't have it because they knew I'd be sick. Uh, a lot of times, I would get up in the morning. With uh, I'd wake up, i hit my alarm button, I'd dine a beer, throw up, get in the shower, brush my teeth, shower, drink, drink some more, keep going. Like I said, 100 degrees outside, the asphalt's 300 degrees, and I'm out here drinking alcohol all day long. I'd go to the port John, 100 degrees outside, take a uh, beer can out of my pocket, drink it, and the port John. Throw so in the Go going about the day, just keep working. And this went on for at least two years, I'd say. Probably longer than that. I drank on the way to AA meetings. I didn't do AA meetings because of uh, I lost my license. I didn't see counselors. I was on probation. I drank on the way to see every one of them. I didn't care. One time, uh, the probation officer come up. And I heard him talking like, hey, it's so alcohol this guy. And I'm like, oh man, it's by me. But uh, I would find out that this other guy was beside me, I was like, ooh, that was a close one. <laughs> I drank my way to court.
1: Was, uh, a lot of times I would get so nervous, I
0: would, want to, you know, I would want to drink. Just to, like, that's it, and I don't give her a fuck to these guys. <laughs> then think about the consequences. Like I said, the probation officers, I had to see counselors. Uh, I went to a DUI school. I went to a class. My mom took me to a class. I had to take and get my license back. I got so sick in there. I, asked, I had to leave because I couldn't function. I was withdrawing. She ended up taking me to the hospital. Uh, they fed me full of uh, this green liquid IVs for you know a couple hours. I, she done that maybe at least three times so that I can remember. And they even called back today, hey, you know, that we found out." You know what happened to him? He'd come back to the class and finish if he wants. So I'm like, wow, I can't. I'm too sick, I can't do it. So I paid all that money for that class and couldn't even finish the class. Mm. Then uh like I said, I was in and out of jail. Thank you. Then in two thousand and eight, I was knocking on the door. So I answered the uh, door, and there's a sheriff standing there. He says, Mr. Merge, we've got uh, 14 counts on you, your uh, probation violation, this and that. Uh, we got to warrant out for your arrest. you got to go with me. I was like, all right, so uh, they took me to jail, and I was in Chilkali, like I said, in 2008 of August. So here I am the first night, I'm freaking out because I don't have a mom here to lay in her lap to pray for me. Was I'm going to withdraw? <clears throat> so the only number I could remember was my aunt Gal. She's a preacher in Heighton. I said, I got her on the phone. I said, Aunt Gal, I'm about to withdraw. I'm in jail. Get a hold of my mom. Pray for me. I said, It's going to be bad. I know. I know it's going to be bad my mom's not here. Um, it's it's going to be terrible. <laughs> but uh, and the next day I had to see the judge. I was so sick. I was laying under a uh, water fountain in the hallway. Dude's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "No, nope, I'm sick, man. I don't know if I can go in there." So they ended up. The judge ruled that I was so messed up in my head that he wouldn't see me. Just to go and you know take a couple of days, and he will come see me later on. So once I uh, went back to my cell, and that's when I started. I started hearing voices in my head. I looked outside the jail cell. There was a uh, a little spirit. I know now that it was a spirit, but it was running around the trash can outside of my cell, running towards the inside of the jail. Mm. And these voices are telling me, you know, beat up the guards. You can get out. Just beat up these guards. Take them on. You can get out of here. So I'm like, no. That's a lie. Yeah. So I, I a put, so they get a cell block down. I go out. Uh, I start telling the guards, hey man I'm going through withdrawals, I need help. They're like, right. we'll send you some time on a little bit, go sit down somewhere. So I start beating on the doors, yelling, telling them I need help. My mom's gonna sue you guys, because you won't help me. <laughs> <laughs> I said my mom's gonna own this
1: jail because you guys won't help
0: me. And there's a couple people in there and they're like, Will are you okay? Because I need a couple of guys. I'm like, Will, are you okay? I'm like, No man, it's something. I'm not right. I need help. I think, as far as I know, they ended up coming to get me. I think they tased me and they threw me in the cell with another guy. And I slept on his mat and he's telling me, he's talking to the voices too, saying that if you want me to kill this guy, well, will. I'm like, get me out of here. And that's the last thing I remember. But after, you know, later on after I got out of the jail, I figured out, you know, they took me to the hospital because I had a big old bill ready. Put me in the ambulance and all that stuff. But uh, here I am, you know, withdrawing, freaking out. My mom comes to see me. I don't remember what day it was on, but she comes to see me, and this is when I was withdrawing real bad. The uh, guy, the guard, told her, "We can't let you see your son. The state of mind he's in, he's going to freak out. It's going to make him worse." And if you see him, you're going to freak out the way he looks. So you can't see him. So, I, uh, so here I am in there in this jail. I, like I said, I got tased. Then I started getting tormented in my spirit. Uh, I started seeing stuff that I never imagined I would see. I, uh, I was chained to the tables. I seen people that needed my help. I couldn't help because I had a on my, on my legs because I, you know, I couldn't get to them. All these chains are on my legs, on my arms, and I'm like, why can't I get to the people? Why can't I help them? And a lot of them was my sons. Mm. But then it was other people were like, you know, we got them, you're okay. And I was at, uh, I started seeing, I was like in a party. And I was at this party, people walking around and they're drinking. And they lay a bottle on the table, and I go to grab it, and it's stuck to the table. I'm like, what's going on? I can't get that. And after I quit trying, people walk by and take it and drink it. I'm like, yeah, I can't have the alcohol. What's you know what's going on? So here I am, you know, withdrawing. Uh, I start seeing, I start seeing things. Uh, the paint on the on the floor of the jail. At this time they got me in a street jacket. Put me on suicide watch. Hey, uh, the paint on the floor of the gel was melting, burning my feet, so I was standing in the toilet so my feet wouldn't burn. The walls on the paint was melting. And here I am, you know, freaking out. You know, what's going on? Where am I at? Yeah. Why is this, why is my feet so hot? Why is it, you know, why is the paint on top of the walls? Um. In Psalms 88, Jesus talks about going into a pit. And he gets success captives chapter Yeah. And in my Bible it says that that part of pit is the paradise part of hell. Mm-hmm. That's where I was at. The paradise part of hell. Mm-hmm. I believe with everything in me. That's where I was at. Mm-hmm. So if that was the paradise part of hell, what's the rest of hell look like? Right. 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 Well, no part of that? Man. Right. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: after. All that was going on, and I finally wake up, and uh, I'm realizing where I'm at. Uh, well, let me go to this first. Uh, my, cousin, my cousin goes to church, so all this is going on in the inside of the jail to me. All this is happening to me. I'm in hell. My mom and my cousins is outside praying for me. My aunts, all of them are praying for me outside. My cousin said, when they was in prayer, they seen Jesus walk into where I was at, and you know, like pick me up. So they're praying, interceding for me. So after, but on the inside, I still see this. I'm seeing, I'm in this van with my uh, cousin, and she's in the front seat. And I hear this voice saying, "You know, go this way in the van. Go this way, this way." And it's got to be exact way this voice is telling us to go. So I'm like, "Who's this?" voice that I'm hearing, who's this other person, and as I'm in the back seat, I got chains on my hands, I got chains on my legs, I can't move, but I'm listening to that voice telling my cousin which way to drive, well, after she drives through this little, the course, the way the voice is telling her to go, uh, she, she can't do it right, so she's in the back seat with me. So she's in the maxi, but that voice is still talking to me. And he's driving, but I can't see him. So uh, we're driving through this course, and the voice says, but as I'm you know, hearing his voice, I'm hearing, I can only imagine. I hear that song playing over and over. And as I, I was would, like, I would yell out, like, play it, I can only imagine. So if I come on and I listen to it, my would start to come loose. Come on, Mom. Right? <laughs> But then, I remember a song that I listened to in the world. I said, well, play this song. My chains got tighter. They right. kept getting tighter and tighter. Every time that song played, I got, I got tighter. Uh-huh. So here we are in this vein, and I remember this voice says, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go this way, this way, that way, and we're going to hit this hill, and we're going to jump, and we're going to hit this water. And when you hit the water, you come up, and I want you to follow the fast runner. You know that, when we're born again, we're following Christ. We're running
1: after the crown, right? We're mm-hmm.
0: running for Christ. Yeah. So I think, all right, that's to my cousin then, she's in the So we go through that course. The band comes up on the hill. It hits the band hits the water. All my chains break loose. Right. <laughs> all of them come off, and I pop up out of the water and I look, and there's my cousin running up this hill. And all I remember is that boy saying, "Follow the fast runner." So I'm swimming out of water, and I'm going to start toward her, but then, over on this side, there's a tree, and that same spirit that was outside of that jail was sitting under that tree. So I'm like, I wasn't a part of that, so I remember that voice, followed her fast Runner. So I did that, then that's when I wake up, I start, you know, realizing, you know, I'm in jail, I got this, they call it a turtle suit, where you're on suicide watch. I'm like, man, you know, how long have I been here? And uh, when I pulled my shirt back, I smelled like that. And it smelled like burnt flesh. And I'll never forget that smell. Never forget it. I'll never want really to smell again. Mm. <clears throat> but a couple days go by. You know, they let the woman come in and talk to me that, you know, say if I'm okay to go back and look the other guys. She comes in, and she talks to me, and gives me an apple, and I tell her I'm okay, and this, you know, she's like, well, you look a lot better than what the first time I see you, I tell you that. Which I was still kind of, because I don't know what just happened, what went on. So i finally go back to my jail cell, and uh, my mom and cousin come to see me. And uh, she's like, I'm like, Mom, how did you get me out? You could have sold my house. Oh, my All my shoes, you know, all this stuff I got. She's like, you live with me. (laughs) He's got license. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm I got all kinds of money. I'm rich. I sell me and Will's uh, shoes, all the Nike shoes we got in the closet. She's like, you live with me. (laughs) that's the first time she come by herself, right? Uh She come by herself. And when she left, she left the jail at home. You know, remember how I was talking. She's like, Lord, you got to touch of his little mind. There's something going on. There's, you know, something going on with him. He's not right. He's losing his mind. And she's crying, driving home. And she said, the Lord spoke to her. She said, you said whatever it takes. Right. Amen. Amen. So uh, yeah. the, next time, the next time she comes back, my cousin's in a, a uh, cross from her talking to me on the phone. I had a uh, haircut. I looked a little bit better. I was like, man, how long have I been in here. She's like, you've been lift-on for 11 days. But you look a lot better this time than the last time I saw you. Yeah. I was like, I feel a lot better. But I don't know what happened, what's going on. But I'm glad that, you know, that you're here. We were talking to my cousin. And, uh, she, uh, she said, well... <coughs> You go back to your cell. I want you to go find the Bible and read Ezekiel thirty-three. Man, up. up. Again, the word of the Lord coming to me, saying, "Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman, Amen." Amen. If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. That's what she was doing. She was warning me. Come on. Amen. Then This whoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and take the not warning, will listen to this word. If you read right. this word, you're gonna lose your life, you're gonna die. Right. Amen. Amen. If the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Yes. So right. if I didn't listen to what she told me, that's me. My blood is off her hands. Right. But she gave me that word. Mm-hmm. So it's all up to me now. So I'm like, man, that's, I don't think I understand it. That was like, wow, I get it. <laughs> but, um, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, that's grace. <laughs> hey, Amen. That's grace. Amen. But then I go, you know, then I start, Read my Bible more in jail. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I read my uh, uh, Bible. Then, the guys around me are cussing. So, I say a little cuss word and I'm like, ooh. Mm, I don't feel like I should say that. <laughs> so, sick of so time goes on. Here I am, 60 days in the county jail in Lost County. Then, I hear, Merge, you got to come in and get you at noon? I was like, yes. So here, I thought I was getting out. And they say noon, and they're like, wait a minute earlier, they said four o'clock. Why are it come so early? So my mom's there waiting to get me out. And, uh, as soon as I walk out of something, started with myself. I see another sheriff. I'm like, I know I'm somewhere. I don't know where. Mr. Murray's going with me to Highland uh, County. I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so here, I want to start out. I'm out of the county. <laughs> And every time my mom had a chance to come and see me, she came and see me. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. Right. Amen. 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 But uh, I was in so down in the highland, which is, uh, what's that town? Hillboro. So I go and see the judge. He gives me a weekend. He says, well, I'll give you three days. Then you can go to Clinton clinic county. And then you he can, he can do whatever he wants So you get really go there. I was like, man. <laughs> so I got to go. Got out there. <laughs> they said we couldn't I seen a the, uh, judge there. He said I was a nuisance and he broke probation. So I'm giving you 30 days. All right. <laughs> so 30 more days in there. And, uh. I lost <clears> my thoughts. <throat> but here I was, you know, not sick tonight. Mm hmm. I just want to get out. <laughs> uh, you, know, get, wait, uh, look, you know, got hanging in there to get every three counties I took care of then. Right. You know, all that trouble I got out of. And I got out, and started to get my lines in the back and all that good stuff. That was awesome paper. Can you miss the feeling good, buddy? But yeah, I got out, you know. And that's when I uh, I went to church with my mom. I started going. I went to church with my mom at the time she was going down her took valley. And uh, I heard a woman preach her, and she just she talked about a boy that I grew up with that had passed away, and I'm like, man. And uh, <clears throat> I was sitting in a pew after she got done preaching, and she just she was a little old lady. She just leaned down and she looked down the lot. Oh, through everybody. He looked right at me. She said, you want me to be saved? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> so I got up. I got up, prayed for her. Uh, Give my heart to the Lord. And, I know. Amen. <clears throat> I think it was maybe two months later, another preacher come in. But that church was, uh, now, about a month ago, I had an opportunity to go down and uh, share with them, so I, I thought that was pretty awesome to go back and, mm-hmm. and share my testimony to so them people down there, awesome people. Man, woman well, of God, we love them. <clears throat> like I said, I just thank God. Thank God for opening the doors. But I wanted to talk about real quick before I close. Uh, in Joel, Joel 2, the first verse, uh, Joel is telling Judah what she must do, which is which done would avoid destruction, but they didn't listen. So in chapter 2, Joel is sounding an alarm. Modern preachers must sound an alarm at the condition of the modern church but the events he speaks are near at hand. Amen. Jesus is coming back. Amen. Back Amen. So uh, <laughs> that's all I want to do. I want to go out here and whatever chance God gives me, opens the door to speak, you know, what he has to my Lord, to you know, share my testimony, to let people know that hell is real. Uh-huh. Amen. And where I was at, it, it was hell. It was, it was, Uh. like I said, when I, when I lifted that thing up, I saw my body and I was like, Man, it was awful. It was an awful, awful smell. Mm. And I never wanna set on that. And that's what I want to know. no matter how bad I mess up or how bad I feel that uh, people may talk about me or whatever. I just want to go out here, do the will of God, right? Share my testimony and send people to the cross. Amen? Amen. yeah, Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I think that's all I have tonight. Good. Uh, Good. You guys gonna play some music or something? But uh, before we, uh, you guys to start playing. But, you know, I talked about my dad. You know, being an alcoholic and stuff. And uh, the other day, I uh, finally got to talk to him on the phone. First time I talked to him. In at least two years. Uh, and uh, he, his phone got tore up. He lost our numbers. But I got to talking to him. And, uh, he, said, he said he ain't drinking number a year. And I was like, right. Right? And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. you guys, this is You guys because, you know, he's was just filling in his fingers, his feet. And we're trying to get him to go to the hospital. Hopefully... Hopefully, you goes soon,
1: sooner than later.
0: And yeah. is Jesus. Yeah, man. But, uh, this name's Billy. Just remember him in your prayers. And remember. Uh, and, uh, right <laughs> but if uh, you guys want to stand as they worship, so, uh, if anybody, I know if anybody in here is not saved, you want to be saved tonight. Come on up, we'll pray with you. Uh, if you guys got family members that's lost, that's like me in this world, doing crazy stuff. If you want to stand in prayer for them, we'll come in agreements with you. We'll uh stand in the gap for you, we'll pray with you. So if there's anyone that uh wants to do that tonight, come on up and pray with you. Amen. Hallelujah.